Hi, this is Heidi, and this is Parent Town, a podcast where we explore stories of parenting in hopes that they can connect us and maybe make the world a little easier to understand. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Parent Town. This is Heidi. We took the summer off and are back and ready to go. If you are a new listener, I want to welcome you and also explain that Parent Town was created with one idea in mind, and that is the power of story, sharing those stories with each other in the hope that we feel less alone and also gets us thinking and questioning, engaging with one another. We don't have to be currently raising humans to listen to us. We have all been parented one way or another, and I think there's something in our podcast for everyone to take away. This is the first podcast we are doing on a series that we've dedicated to cell phone use, and wow, You guys have some great ideas and questions and solutions to this topic. I received so much feedback on social media about this, and it really seems to be that, you know, something that is on everybody's mind these days, and we certainly want to explore these questions and stories about kids and their usage, but we also want to talk about ours as adults which is a little tricky sometimes and can certainly be triggering. In this episode, I interview Megan. She is an educator and a mother of five. I hope this episode brings up questions, ideas, and really leaves you thinking. Here is Megan's story. My name is Megan Anderson Finch. And my profession is I'm an English teacher, and I've been teaching for, this is just starting my 20th year. Okay. And you teach also some theater mm-hmm. and... Yep. I teach it. theater. I t- I've taught all um, 9 through 12. My, my sweet spot is 11th grade it is? teaching. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be 20 years? Yeah. This is, wow. This is year 20. The topic that we're covering and that we want to focus on is really about this idea of cell phone use, and that is just going to kind of unfold into social media. I'm interested in what you have to say from an educator's lens first. Mm -hmm. And in your 20 years, I can imagine that you've seen a lot of change. So let's talk about that first, like thinking about when you first were entering the field, and then what you saw last year. Sure. When I so I first started teaching in about mm, 2000. And I myself didn't really have a cell phone till I was probably in my mid-20s. And it was um, just for making brief phone calls because I remember you got charged per minute or you only had so (laughs) many minutes to use. And so if you had to make a phone call, you you did it fast. And that was interesting. So that's about 2000 and I was probably at about 25, 26 when I encountered my my first cell phone. In, in the classroom, in the first couple years of teaching, kids had phones, but you didn't really see them, except maybe like before school or after school, a kid trying to get a ride from a parent or, or convey some information. 
so it wasn't a big deal. And a lot of kids still, if uh, you know, if I was after school with, with rehearsals or helping out or tutoring, a kid, you know, might even need to use my classroom phone. Can I use your phone so I can call my mom to get a ride? And that was pretty much, that was the norm. Mm-hmm. And I saw a shift probably about, well, I know my own shift took place with cell phones probably about the time my 16-year-old daughter was born in about 2003. And I... Decided to just use my cell phone and not get a landline in, in an apartment that I was living in. And so that was kind of interesting. And always just making sure my cell phone was kind of nearby. And I noticed that probably, yeah, probably about 2003, 2004, a lot of my students, I started seeing them more out and about, but still not seeing them in the classroom during education time, per se. Mm-hmm. Um before school, after school, in the evening, and just for phone calls. It wasn't a texting thing. Okay. And funny thing was, I my first text actually came from my dad. This is probably, <laughs> it was weird, like 2004, 2005-ish maybe. And yeah, my dad, who's 22, 23 years older than me, so he was in his 50s. And I was just like, what is this thing? I didn't even know how to retrieve a text. I thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And I remember looking at my phone like, why didn't he just call me? This is so weird. (laughs) So within the next probably two to three years, I started to explore this texting like, oh, hey, this is fun. Like, this is something from the future that I can use. And so I, I, I remember my personal life kind of around that same time period, maybe 2000. 2004, 2006, somewhere around there, I I started embracing the texting, like, oh, this is kind of fun. And probably within, yeah, within two years of that, I started to notice that the phone started to to come out in the classroom more. Mm -hmm. And more kids had them. Mm -hmm. But if I said something like, hey, put your phone away, or why is your phone out? It was Kids were pretty good about putting them away. It was still pretty expensive to have a phone and to have lots of texting. It was still a pretty expensive thing. Right. Um, so I didn't see it a, a ton there. And the kids were pretty good about being respectful. About, oh, yeah, got to put it away. Not a big deal. There weren't so many capabilities mm, mm-hmm. other than texting and calling. There wasn't the games. There wasn't all the extra apps that people have right. now. So it was it was pretty pretty simple. They could call or text and that and that was the end of it. In 2000, 2008, I moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And lots of cell phones there. They were starting to become very more uh, economical. Mm-hmm. I myself found a, a a plan that I could text and talk for unlimited each mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. And the school I taught out there in Sioux Falls had a, I believe it was a no cell phone in the classroom policy. Okay. So the kids had to keep them put away in their lockers. This was all around. A few middle school kids had them, but in the high school where I taught, most kids had one. Mm-hmm. But it was an it was an admin thing, keep them put away. Mm-hmm. If they saw them out in the classroom... The kids would maybe get like two warnings and mm-hmm. then if they saw them again, then we take them down to the office and they could get them back from the principal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the parent might even have to come down and get them. So it's like becoming now an awareness on everybody's... Yes. Like you have to have something put in yes. place as like admin to deal with this. Yes. So yes. there's like consequences. Yes. So there's okay. consequences. Absolutely. Okay. Very. I remember I had a friend who had a middle school kid and I remember them saying that this is... They, they had to be in their lockers. If a mm-hmm. middle school kid was found with one, it was a big deal. And they had big, the parent had to come down like on first offense. Where in the high school, maybe like your third offense. Okay. And then you could uh, go pick up the phone. There was also a lot, I remember them being a lot of theft about that time sure. too. And that being a really big deal. Every other, every other day, their kids down in the, the SRO office, um, uh, security and saying, I, my cell phone is gone. Someone's taken my cell phone. Mm-hmm. So I remember that being a pretty big deal, too. Mm-hmm. Well, now all of a sudden, it's just everybody has one. Yeah. Like, that's where a lot of, you know, stuff happens is online all of a sudden with your friends. Yes. And what's going on? And where are you going? And who's who? And, like, yes. chatting. So, I like, the desperate need, need as a teenager. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Prob- and my, my own daughter my oldest daughter who's 16 now when she was eight or nine her elementary school was across the street from a library and so instead of having her you know to be babysat after school or whatever she would walk across the library and I bought her the little track phone Mm. where I'd pay for so many minutes and if you text it was a part of a minute so she had that so I knew that she was in the library and I could at least text her and say I'm coming Mm -hmm. I'm coming to get you so that was a nice thing that was something I kind of like okay cell phones maybe aren't so bad Mm What did you see last year in your classrooms? Because I know there were some schools I was in last year, and it really depended the middle school versus the high school and what school I was at. And we all had to kind of know the policy as like people that were coming in and working with kids. Yeah. So what was, what's the shift? Like, what did you see last year? The shift for sure. Last year, now it is now teacher's discretion. Okay. There's no more, if you want admin to become involved with it, you certainly can. But each building kind of took on their own, like, okay, this is what we're, we're going to do. And basically we're not going to do anything unless you want it to. The okay. principals said, if you need them out so kids can, can work on things, mm-hmm. if you don't want them anywhere near you, then that's just fine. Okay. And every teacher has their own feelings about it. There's some teachers who, as long as your phone is, like the screen is facing down on your desk, then that's that's okay. You can have your phone out. Um, and there's some teachers who, who don't mind if the phone is out. And even if you're, you're on it, like you need to send a, a, a text to your mom or check something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I tend to be more strict and I think, and I always tell my kids, part of it is because I grew up in an era where you just didn't have that in the classroom. And so when I see it, for some reason, it just jars me and it distracts me yeah. to see the phone. So I, and I think that some of the younger teachers are probably more able to kind of handle, handle it, seeing it. But for me, I just don't like them. And I know there are other teachers in the, in the building too, so we're all older, <laughs> but they're, they're like, no, just keep it put away. Mm-hmm. And so I just ask the kids to turn it off, put it away. I don't care if it's in your back pocket or in your backpack because of all the millions of apps that are on there yeah. now. And it's not just a, I need to text my mom a quick message type thing. Yeah. It's it's the distraction. I of, need to check my candy crush need, score. Well, it's, oh my gosh, it's Snapchat. Um, yeah. It's all the different messaging sites that are that are going on. Snapchat is huge yes. in my school. And I just think it's 
so annoying. It is. It triggers me too, though. And I don't think we're a couple of old crotchety ladies. No, no. I think it's true, though. It's like, it's triggering to me because I I get sort of offended for some reason when they bring it out. I'm like, listen, I'm not boring. Like, please just listen to me and like, listen to what I'm saying. I'm trying really hard not to stand up here and be this old boring you know lecturer yeah um and so when you pull out your phone and you're like start some game yeah i feel like you're giving up yes on what we have together right exactly. now exactly <laughs> and it i take a, it very personally no it's true it is a, it is a trigger it is a annoyance it is i do feel offended yeah right that is a good word to put to it i do feel offended when they pull it out mm-hmm. it's like a disrespect or yeah. something and maybe okay yeah. i'm an old coach no no and i do because i'm like yes i've worked so hard preparing this lesson and i am up here and i'm giving you everything i have mm-hmm. and you pull out your phone mm-hmm. and it's been there's most of the time, most a couple last few years, kids have been pretty decent about it. There's sometimes mm-hmm. I'll see a kid do a quick sneak, mm. or if a kid has theirs out or if it goes off, I will just I usually just put my hand on their shoulder and say, "Can you put that away?" Yeah. I don't try to make a lot of drama about it because that just makes it worse. Right. So it used to be, oh, now go to the office and then turn it in, but now I'm just like, just put it away. Yeah. And they're usually pretty. I would say most part, they're pretty good. Like they yeah. get it. I told them if you don't make drama, I won't make drama about That's it. Great. And I'm now, my classroom got moved this year. So I'm now I'm in a classroom with no basic, we're in big cement city. And so they can't even get, there's a lot of kids who can't even get it now. <laughs> You're like, where, which where? is great. And, but even me, even yeah. me, I have to, I turn my cell phone off when I get inside my classroom because I can't, I can't even get it on it too. So I yeah. just tell them we're in the same boat. And my, my little running joke with them about the cell phones is, is that if the, if the end of the world happens, we are all going to know together at the same time. We don't need Snapchat or Facebook to tell us to check. Exactly. So that's, that's my thing now. Yeah. Let's like shift gears a little because I know you are also a mother of mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ranging from 20 to six. Yeah. Uh, blended family and I was thinking about this this morning as I thought about these questions to ask you and so wearing your mother of five hat how does that work in your family do you guys have policies set up are there house rules do you have like tangible things that you guys try and do yeah Uh, what works for you guys the best thing that works for us is um, so I have uh, I have a 20 year old stepdaughter who has always been able to sort of manage her own cell phone usage. And I never had, you know, I never got involved. Her mom and dad were, were great about, about watching her and taking care of her step. But, and my husband and I have noticed, we both have 16 year old girls who are, are four months apart. And we, we have noticed that with them, the, the regulating has, has been tr- more tricky. It's been, mm. we've had to, we have at night now, they have to have their, their bedrooms are in the basement and we're upstairs. So their, their phones are plugged in upstairs in the kitchen so that they can charge. But also we just want them to, to sleep. Yeah. It is so tempting when your phone and you're in a conversation with someone to stay up late or let me finish one more episode of, of Stranger Things. <laughs> um, so we've mm-hmm. just... We just made that, and it, it, I I started it at first, but my husband he he got on board with it, and so his daughter, even though I don't police my stepdaughter's phone at all, but he and I both have that policy, okay. and it works with them for the for the yeah. most part. There are times when, when when my kiddo she forgets, and mm-hmm. that 
And that's tough because sometimes it's like, oh, it's one more thing to have to remind her about and yeah. get after. And that is hard. So Yeah, it is. We were laughing a little earlier, you and I, before I started recording, and we were sort of chatting about our own use. And that I only recently found, like, through other friends, I could check like, how many minutes I'd been yep. on the phone that day. And it was shockingly yep. embarrassing. Yeah. And it really gave me pause. And maybe it's like the summer. And it's sort of like we're all kind of just doing our own thing. And there's not a lot of structure some days. And I find myself like going down the rabbit hole of God knows what. So how do you feel about that? Like, do you monitor yourself? Or do you do you feel like you need to? (laughs) I think the novelty for me, it's the novelty of the cell phone with all the different apps has kind of worn off a little for me. So, and I think that because I'm at, when I'm at school and I'm at work, I'm on the computer a lot and I'm answering emails and doing all these different things. So I feel for me, technology is a little, I get overloaded with it. So when I come home, I'm not on my, on my phone a lot simply because the technology overload that I get when I'm trying to work at school. Right. But I do know that the car is a place like if my husband's driving like the first thing I'll do if we hop in the car even if it's a five minute trip I'll pull out my phone yeah and my kids do that too and I'm like oh man just for a five minute ride we all gotta pull out our phones (sighs) I know and then like all of a sudden we we had kind of a little day trip the other day and that's exactly what happened is you know I was in the passenger seat I got out my phone and then I looked around and we were on the most beautiful drive like through Wisconsin and it was gorgeous and I'm kind of like half looking and then all of a sudden I was like had it I like blew up at myself and all the kids I'm like cell phones off just put them turn them off you guys like yes look outside I was like becoming my dad right and we were kind of laughing about it and like (laughs) turn your cell phones off look outside talk to each other like humans with your mouths I mean I was just like freaking out and my kids were like mom you're doing the same thing I'm like I totally get it I own it but also we just need just to make little differences like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I am totally guilty of it as well. Right, I'm trying to right, figure right. that out. Oh, yeah. No, um, it's it's like that for us too. For me, the guilt part goes along with I hate being the bad guy and I hate telling my kid to put it away. If I, if I ask my 16-year-old to put it away, she's usually pretty good about it. But I think that one of the hard things is being the bad guy and the parent who wants you to put your phone away. Well, my friends don't have to put their phones away. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. You're like, so, well, yes. And you and I were chatting about earlier. Technology is here. Like, it's not going away. And how do we, as people who have experienced a world without technology the way it is now, navigate mm-hmm. this? And even the, those of us who, 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 I mean, everybody. But I just think it is especially interesting for those of us who grew up without mm-hmm. to to somehow reflect like well when I was young we had to look out the window you know <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yep. and just all this stuff and so I do think there's a learning curve and we all just kind of have to be kind to ourselves and talk to each other yes you know like what are you doing what's working what's not working right. and it's okay to change stuff up and it's okay to fail okay well this isn't working so let's try this right right but we can't I just think it's ridiculous for us to say we can't ever have them or it's never going to be part of your life because even in schools like what we were chatting about it is there it is implemented in hopefully you know good ways right and but i just feel like you can't really just deny and live in a cave no a lot of the time if you choose to be a part of 
society that it's it's here. Right. So how do we adapt and like make it okay for you know us and our kids? But it's a tricky subject. It is. It is. And there's it's so many levels. Yes. And people are. It's very sensitive because mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents want to think like, um, you know, oh, I only let them on for ten minutes a day. You know, I'm like, really? No. Okay. No. <laughs> We're so worried yeah. about. I know me. I'm worried about being judged as a totally. parent all the time. There's so much judgment with with kids. Even if technology wasn't here, there still would be judgment. Yes. And so this is just another thing that we could get judged for or mm-hmm. or parent shamed for what Ugh. the kids are doing. And that's that's tricky too. And so I don't want to be the the butt of everybody's conversation. Oh man, her mom is yeah. so mean. <laughs> so I'm sure that's what they're saying. <laughs> that Megan, she's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to add that I we haven't talked about that you feel like it's important to bring into the conversation, like you as an educator and what you're sure. saying, or you sure. as a mom? Well, as an educator, I am seeing a lot of tired kids come into my classroom, mm-hmm. and I know it's because they're up on their phones. And I had to bite the bullet like with my own kids and become the mean mom. And, and your phones need to go away at night. And I actually keep my, my, my daughter's phone during the school day too. Mm-hmm. If she needs to find me, she can, she can email me or she, she goes to the school where I teach at. So yeah. if she, I'm, we're fortunate that if she needs me or needs to find something, she can, she can find me. I know not every situation is like right. that, but being as an educator of parents can just be a little more understanding of, I'll get kids who sometimes who come up and are like, I, my mom just texted me. I got to text her back or I got to call my mom back. And I'm in the middle of a lesson and it's like, what? Yeah. I'm trying to teach and yeah. you're, you're telling your kid they need to talk to you. And I'm, it, I, I feel like if parents can help prioritize education just a little bit more, like, mm-hmm. yeah, in our breaks, they can call and text mm-hmm. during their lunch period. It's no problem. I know phones are here um, and that's not a problem, but help the parents have to model my kids not going to necessarily follow what I say but they're going to see me if I put my phone down at meals if I put my phone down when I'm talking to other people mm-hmm. I have to be more conscious of that mm-hmm. and so especially mm-hmm. in my classroom with me putting my phone away not on it I think that helps mm-hmm. um just just being considerate of man we have to have the education time and mm-hmm. I'm my kids who come in so sleepy and so tired, mm. 16-year-olds still need to have the light turned off and say, it's go to sleep. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a really good point, Megan. I'm glad you brought that up because I do think we have a responsibility. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine, again, this is my old, like, crusty <laughs> old woman talk, but, um, like, if my mom were to, like, call the office at, like, my middle school, I would think, okay, somebody's dead. Yes. Like there's been an accident. The house is on fire. You yeah. know, it wouldn't be like, you know, hey, you forgot your gym shoes or yeah. something. She'd yeah. be like, you know, tough it out. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so, exactly. It, yeah, it is interesting like that parent, how does, how do the parents who have kids in school fit into this? Because yeah. it is definitely, that's a conversation that I think could happen a lot more. It's like, what's your responsibility now that your kids have a cell phone and they're bringing it to school? Like, what is that conversation like? Are they telling the kids, you know, if I text you, you get back to me when you can get back to me, not in the middle of a lecture, not in the middle of education time. So no, thank you for bringing that up. Cause I, yeah, I think also we're in that, we're in a world where everything is so instant. Yes. Right. Oh my God, they're not texting me back like 30 seconds later. Yeah. So I, I feel like that is part of how our brains are kind of rewiring, but thank you for bringing that up. There's a burden. Sometimes we feel as educators to, um, 
I had parents email and I know I, if I have a kid whose phone is out a lot, I might email the parent and say, ah, their phone is out a lot. Okay. Um, well, feel free to take it away. And man, that puts a lot of responsibility on me too, mm-hmm. to always have to be the one monitoring the phone. So and encourage kids to not use their phone in school. Just really setting that tone and that example is really huge and not making the, the, the teacher be yes. the, the parent and the monitoring that. Let us plan our lessons and get your kids a great education. Right. I think that's a really huge component and a conversation that can continue. Thank you so much. This is awesome. And thanks for your views, not only as an educator, but also as a parent of five kiddos. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to Parent Town. Please like us and share the podcast on Facebook with your community. We really appreciate it. You can also subscribe, listen, and comment to Parent Town where you listen to all of your podcasts. Giving us a rating on iTunes really helps us get to the top of the podcast list for the public, and it's a great way to show love for us. If you have an idea for a show, we would love to hear from you. Thank you to Greg Ward at Studio Arcade and to Park States for our theme music. Stay tuned for number two in our series on cell phone use coming soon. Again, thank you for listening. I'm Heidi. And this is Parent Town.